up? What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Straightforward with Miss B. And you know who I am. I am your girl, Miss B. And this is episode number two. Can you believe it? I am now on episode number two, and it's just going to keep going up, 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 and up from here. That's for sure. So before we get started today, go ahead and grab uh, whatever your vices is. It could be, you know, a nice little cocktail. Um, if you smoke, you can grab your 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 blunt or your your cigarette. If you you know into the edibles, you can go ahead and do that. It may be some people in here listening that may be into shrooms. You can, quite frankly, I really don't care what it is that you're into. I just like to everybody to be in a very you know chill space and feeling good, feeling good and positive. So I want everybody to just you know get in that mood for me um, while we go through this episode number two. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who has given me such kind words on my first episode. I am really, 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 really appreciative of that. Um, I've had nothing but great feedback. Um, you know, I'm all about you know, criticism, I don't really take that to heart. So if you listen to a podcast and you tell me, hey, maybe you need to do this or turn your sound levels up or why don't you focus more on this? I think you're really good at talking about this. Hey, I'm all for it. All you have to do is either email us. Um, that is um, str, excuse me, strafwd media at gmail.com. That is the business email. Or you can just, you know, message, message me on one of the social media platforms. But either way, you know, I'm all about growth. So I won't be, I won't take offense to that at all. But like I said, thank you very much for all of the positive feedback that everybody has given. I did want to, however, um, give this one PSA, though, because I've had a couple of people who um, who's not as tech savvy as I am. <laughs> um, they have had issues um, when clicking the Linktree app. And Linktree is basically the um, URL link that I had included if, um, in case you may have saw one of my social media posts. Um, the Linktree app allows you to basically, you can go, once you click on it, you will see a list of the streaming platforms that we're on, as well as the social media sites. And you just click the, click the button and it will take you automatically to that specific, um, site or tool or, you know, or app. But what you have to understand is if the link isn't working, that means you do not have that down that particular app downloaded on your phone so if you have any issues you need to already have the app itself downloaded on your phone so I'm meaning like if you um, want to listen to me on Spotify you need to go to you know your app store on Google or um, that's if you uh, have an Android or you would go to the Apple app store and search for Spotify app and you just click on download and you can download the app to your phone. So I just wanted to give that quick PSA for people who, you know, just kind of been struggling a little bit there when it comes to listening to me. I have also as well uploaded the first, the full audio to the first episode to YouTube. Um, so if you go to straight forward with Miss B on YouTube, then you can also go there to um, listen to the full audio, the first episode. Cause I know I had a friend who he's so adamant about not 
you know, having so many apps on his phone. But he'll go to, you know, he was wondering if I had uploaded it to YouTube yet. And I said no, because, you know, I would think you would have at least, you know, Apple Podcasts or something on your phone already. So he was kind of, you know, harassing me about that a little bit. So I went ahead and uploaded to YouTube. Actually, last night I did it. So you guys can go there and actually look. But anyway, anywho, let's get into the podcast. So this is episode two, and I wanted to kind of start off this podcast just kind of going over, you know, figure out what I've been doing. You know, I, I like I said, I want to utilize this podcast to kind of get a little, a little bit into my life, my personal life, but not too much because I am a private person. So don't, you know, hopefully you don't have any expectations for me to, you know, be on here spilling my guts all about my personal life because I will not do that. Um, However, I, you know, I do want to share a little bit. So anyway, you know, this weekend for me was very chill out weekend. Um, I was supposed to have a guest co-host, um, a friend of mine from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, he was supposed to come on. Um, we actually uh, were college friends and... For some reason, I just, the audio, because he's not located physically here where I am, he would have to call through the phone. And so I call myself trying to link, you know, using a Bluetooth to go to my soundboard and have it, you know, have the phone audio routed that way. But when I did that through the Bluetooth, basically I can't, on my phone, I can't utilize the speaker, just a regular speaker function on the phone. So I'm just talking and he can't hear me. So we have some issues with the audio. Um, there is um, some cables that I need to purchase. So I went ahead and purchased those today and hopefully I'll have those in the next couple of days. That way he can, you know, we can get his audio straight and he can join in on the discussions. But yeah, we had episode two all mapped out and everything, child. But child... It just didn't go right, but that's okay. But anyway, like I said, my weekend was very well. Um, chill, just, you know, working on things with the podcast, um, you know, working on graphics, making sure I am, you know, doing a little bit of promotion of it. I did go out and have um, dinner with one of my close, close girlfriends. Hey, Nay. Love you, boo. Went out and did that. Um, what did I do? What else did I do? Oh, I went to Target. I needed to go to Target. I call myself just cleaning out. Okay, so um, for those that don't know, I enjoy switching my hair up, right? So one day you may see me in a ponytail. One day you may see me in a wig. One day you may see me in a color wig. One day you may see me, you know, with a straight do or a bob or whatever but I like to switch my hair up so I have a lot of uh I have you know I have a lot of wigs and for those of you that's listening that's not really into the wig thing that's okay you know to each his own I you know like I told you guys on the first episode I just do what I want to do um but anyway so I, I call myself cleaning out my bathroom right and cleaning out the bathroom cleaning out my master bathroom um I had some wigs and stuff and I said wait a minute I don't really have any 
um, I need to organize the wigs, you know. I need to go get me some containers. So I got up and went to Target and purchased um, two containers so that I can house my wigs um, in the containers because at this point the wigs were just sitting in their original, you know, in original packaging and I didn't have it organized, but I said I needed to organize. Um, also, I went to the grocery store as well. Haven't y'all noticed, and isn't it just me, or is it just me that it seems like America is running out of food? I mean, I really believe that America is running out of food. I'm going and, you know, going down the aisle, I'm looking for, I, I told myself I wanted to make, um, make this uh, Rotel. I couldn't find any nacho chips. You know, I try to make it with turkey. I make it with uh, turkey um, turkey meat and everything. And then I get to the chip out. It was literally no chips. I mean, no chips from the Funyuns, the Doritos. Everything was gone. And just so happened I found two bags of these, um, like, organic, I guess, organic chips they were made with black bean and something else but I ended up getting those they turned out to be pretty um tasty so um they're I mean of course they were more expensive but those were the only kind of nacho chips they had left that I could eat with my um homemade rotel so I went ahead and got those but I was just tripping you know I'm just looking like wait a minute what what's going on what's going on with the supply chain services so I'm just happened to I'm on Twitter, right? And so I'm just happy to go through Twitter. And lo and behold, um, Bloomberg, <coughs> excuse me, Bloomberg, um, they had put out something basically stating, why are U.S. grocery stores out of everything again? It seems as though this is 2020 all over again where people are just rushing to the stores and buying up every single thing in the grocery store. So now what we are seeing is like a shortage. It's, it's definitely a shortage. I mean, next thing you know, the only thing we're going to have left um, available to us, I was going to say water, but even the water out, all of the water is gone. I was, I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So it looks like they said, Bloomberg, let me look, let me pull up this article here. Well, not the whole article, but they have like this um, um, graph that they put up, uh, which the source is the IRI, Consumer Packaged Goods Index. And it says, comfort eating, um, could be one of the reasons why we are seeing a shortage in supply in the grocery stores. It says consumers returning to pandemic habits um, has exacerbated shortages. Um, let's see, baking supplies. Baking supplies, that is, looks like that's almost number one. Cocoa mixes, four-week average cream cheese, juices, um, salty snacks. I can't do those because I am trying to be salt-free these days. Um, get the blood pressure levels down. Cookies, um, ready-to-drink tea and coffee, energy drinks, um, refrigerated meals, and pasta. All of these particular um, items, grocery items, are 
showing a huge um, amount of shortages. So I don't know where you guys are from, but wherever you are, um, I I can't be the only one that's noticing, you know, noticing a shortage of food going on around here. So, I mean, if you come across food, I guess we have to, you know, maybe I need to call my mom and tell her to go to Costco and just pick me up some stuff that I can, like seafood stuff that I can keep frozen or something like that. I don't personally have a Costco or Sam's card, but maybe that's the best place for us us all to be shopping at the moment. Um, but I'm sure they probably are having a shortage as well. But I don't know. I just thought that was I thought that was kind of crazy, right? You know. But as far as that goes, you know, I hope everyone else um had a wonderful weekend um also i came across something um that was a little bit funny to me and i want to uh, just share this with you guys i'm just gonna share the audio because i thought it was like pretty pretty funny (laughs) and i want y'all to tell me if you hate this too this is like one of my um one of those things that's kind of not necessarily a pet peeve, but something that is just very annoying, and I want you guys to hear it. I thought it was it's somewhat disgusting, but hey, you know I have that type of humor, so uh, just take a listen to it and let and I, and then you know if you're in the comments or anything, just let me know if it's if this is something that you hate as well. But let me go and uh, play this for you guys real quick. <laughs> Oh, gosh, where it go? Don't you just hate you have to keep scrolling? Okay, here it is. Regulars to watch Uber. They know who they are. Please stop passing gas in public. I know we have to wear masks, and I understand why. We can still smell your booty dust or debris or that stench that falls up out of there. You need to power wash that. Uh, at the gym, they do it, and uh, at the bank, at the CVS, at the grocery store. Like, come on, man, come on. We 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 don't really know who it is, <laughs> but damn, if it come through my mask, golly, come on, man, man, just go outside to a corner like a normal person, pass gas, shake your jeans a little bit and walk on, you know what I'm saying? But don't be doing that like right next to us, right in front of us, you nasty some of them. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought that was hilarious, man, because (laughs) it'd be those kind of things that I just kind of come across. You know, you have those um, moments where people may say something and you're like, I, I be thinking about the same exact thing sometimes. Don't you just hate, especially if you're like on an elevator and you get closed in and someone on the elevator just decides to pass gas and, and it's like, oh my God, like, oh my God, it's too much, it's too much. We're in a closed room. But people learn how to hold your gas in until, you, until you're just not around, until you're out of the crowd and you're by yourself in your own car or in your own home. Please try to hold it in, but don't. I mean, sometimes I know that our stomachs, you know, sometimes I have those days myself where my stomach is just kind of like uh, feeling a little type of way and it's it's not agreeing with me, but I still do my best to try to hold in my gas, you know. 
holding my gas and at least wait, you know, wait till I am um, safe and sound in my own premises and not around people before I go ahead and, you know, decide to, you know, expel the gas. But that was um, that was actor Christian Keys. He's been on quite a few little. I don't want to say. I mean. I'm trying to think if he has he ever been like in a blockbuster movie. I don't think so. I don't think so. But you can see him a lot in um in a lot of the uh like black oriented or African American urban films. Um, such as I think the last one he was in was All the Queen's Men. Um, he plays on Satan's Saints and Sinners, um, The Preacher's Son, that was in 2017 as well. Um, he was a nice looking light, light skinned gentleman, but that's who that was when he was talking about in the gym and people, you know, unfortunately being foul and smelling up the place. But speaking of, um, actors, and actresses. Did y'all hear about this story here? Let me pull it up. <coughs> it seemed like the PPP, I tell you, the PPP loan and the federal government, FBI, IRS, whoever is going after these people, um, slowly but surely they are making their runs. They are, you know, they are really they they're locking these people up. But anyway, have y'all heard, heard this story about one of the? Well, it was eighteen, nineteen people in total. They were all actors and actresses. It seems as though, but the one that they keep calling out, you know, as to make the headlines of the news, is the Medea goes to jail actress. I believe her name is Eon Overman, and eighteen others named in a PPP fraud indictments. Um, it says um, she is currently facing federal charges for PPP fraud. Um, Overman submitted a fraudulent application um, for PPP along with 18 other people who submitted applications for the loans um, with Mark C. Mason Jr. Um, they were all recently charged in Georgia because they defrauded the PPP program for a total of m more than $3 million. Other than Overman, the indictment includes Carlos, um, nicknamed Klaus Stevens. Oh, he's actually a music producer and advisor who has worked with Master P and Little Romeo. Um, Dale Godbaldo and Marvin Luton a media personality remembered as OG Shady Powers. Um, so, so those are some of the names that were listed on this indictment. I tell you, the people who, you know, the pandemic has been one of those situations where it's, it's been rough for a lot of people, um, especially financially, um, considering that and thinking about, you know, people that work in the film and television product, I mean, um, t film and television industry, uh, production had to stop, you know, during COVID, I mean, during the pandemic, they had to stop, you know, just in order to protect the health and safety of, you know, everyone that works on these sets. Um, so I can understand how, you know, this, 
financially impacted a lot of people, especially those, you know, actors and actresses um, as well. Um, and they probably need money to kind of survive and, you know, uphold their lifestyle that they're, you know, they're currently living. And whoever this Mark C. Mason Jr. person is, I'm sure that's the person who was working on the loan applications for them. So now they they've gotten caught up in this situation. Um, not saying that they they pro- they may have you know know that it was fraud that they're you know applying for these loans and and gonna get so much back, um, or they may not have known. They may have been just coerced into doing that by this Mason Junior person, um, and you know they decided to go ahead and allow him to submit a application, you know, on their behalf. But unfortunately, um, everyone who, you know, has fraudulently applied for those loans and, you know, received the money, cash the checks, um, the feds are coming after them now. It's, it's, it's really, it's, uh, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that people had to, uh, but, I mean, you can kind of, I mean, for me, you can kind of understand why people kind of do what they do, especially during the pandemic. That was just one of those situations where it's like, do I not feed my family? You know, do I not do what it takes to feed my family? And if that means for me to get this loan, um, then I just have to take that chance, you know. But unfortunately, uh, you know, the law is the law. And if you fraudulently do something of that nature, then, yes, the feds are going to come looking looking for you. So I am, you know, I, I hate to see people in this type of predicament. So I am definitely um, just, you know, sending my, sending my well wishes to them to hopefully they don't have to spend any jail time. Um, maybe they will only have to pay the money back, but hopefully they don't have to spend any jail time for that because that would be very, very unfortunate. I know all of these people have families that they need to um, take care of. And let's see here. There has been a lot of, I mean, it recently there's been quite a few deaths. Um, looks like uh, Andre... Leon Talley, um, he died um, due to, I guess, complications with COVID. He was a heavyset man, um, but, you know, the good Lord allowed him to have, um, set, what is it, 73, 73, 76, I'm not sure what age he was, but the good Lord allowed him to, um, you know, have, have, a great experience here on earth while he was here. He, um, basically, um, used to be alongside, um, um, Vogue magazines, Anna Wintour. And he basically, you know, he did a lot for the fashion industry. Um, especially being that the, you know, luxury fashion houses are, well, for years have not really been the best when it came to um being you know equality and recognizing um 
black talent, but um, Mr. Talley was definitely one of those ones that they allowed to, you know, get in and, and do his thing. And, you know, definitely anyone that is African-American or just black, they should be appreciative that he got that opportunity, um, got that opportunity and, um, you know, made us proud with that. He did his thing, man, for the fashion industry. Um, Regina King's son passed away as well. Um, we heard of that. He was 26 years old. Um, rest in peace and rest in heaven to that young man. Um, I believe this was Regina King's only child. So that's, 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 that's definitely, um, that's very, very unfortunate for Regina King. Um, for anyone who, you know, loses their only child, you know, I can just, I can just imagine just the, the heartache and I'm sure her family is, um, is, is, you know, not really taking this too well. Her son was named Ian Alexander, um, Jr. Um, he passed away, uh, from an apparent suicide um via people magazine um there was a statement said our family is devastated at the deepest level by the loss of ian um regina said he is such a bright light who cares so deeply about the happiness of others our family asks for respectful consideration during this private time thank you oh regina hey Yeah, rest in heaven, Ian, man. Um, someone else had passed away. I believe that was another fa a fashion designer. Um, they just announced that today. Um, Mugler, Mugler, the House of Mugler. Um, that founder, theory or theory. I've never quite understood how to pronounce his first name, but. He was 73 years old, and he passed away. They have not released the cause of death yet, but um, he passed away as well. So um, rest in heaven to him as well. So what I wanted to do for this next segment um, is get into, get into a little bit, a little bit. Just, I wanted to talk a little bit on... Um, um, the death of young Dolph and just black on black crime and how we can um, utilize our resources in the community to attempt uh, to make it a safer place. Um, yeah, so. Crack baby, Damn. mama, she was in the street, so guess who raised me? Street, you motherfucking right, couldn't get it from my mom. Hey, that's like my favorite song from Young Dolph. Um, from for those of you who may not be familiar, um, and just to let y'all know, on my podcast, you know, you will he hear music. Hip hop is my favorite genre of music, so you're gonna hear music i'm um, not saying that i won't play anything else <laughs> i 
outside of hip hop. Um, but I just want you guys to be aware that you will hear um, music on my platform. Um, but anyway, so Young Dolph was a Memphis rapper. He was um, an independent um, artist uh, for years. That's um, one of the things that he was um, extremely proud of and his peers was proud of as well. He really made a great living for himself being an independent artist. Um, of course, you know, with being hip-hop and a rapper artist, you know, the money was there, the cars were there, the jury were there. Um, but one thing that I always admired about Young Dolph was that um, was that he had a beautiful family. Like, like although he wasn't legally married, um, but he was with the same chick, the mother of his um, kids, uh, for many many years. So and so he really loved loved her um and uh, just his family unit seeing his family unit um always I, I admire that so much but um young Dolph was killed um later last year um and there had been basically a manhunt looking for um looking for the people that um that killed him they finally finally captured um the guys, I think right now they have about three in custody. Um, they recently had a hearing as well. And um, pretty much, I would say on social media, right after Young Dolph was killed, if you go on social media like Instagram, Twitter, I mean, the social media detectives pretty much solved the case before, you know, before the feds did. Um, and the local, you know, the local Memphis police did as well. They had already identified because, unfortunately, we have these younger kids these days that love to floss their guns online. They like to just, you know, get online and what we call flex. They, you know, like to flex the money. They like to flex you know, their jewelry. They like to flex this um, fake sense of power that they have. Um, so there was a, you know, a couple of individuals who would do this online, whether it's on, you know, on recorded on video or what. Um, but they would just flex and they kind of, you know, put themselves in the situation like they were was walking around with the uh, with Young Dolph's label chain, you know, their iced out chains of this label um, called Paper Route, um, I believe, Entertainment. P.R.E. So they, you know, a couple of guys would have on these chains who was not affiliated at all uh, with paper routes. So, you you know, these young kids are basically, you know, ratting on themselves these days. But um, the bigger picture that I wanted to take out of this, um, like understanding, you know, one, why does this, why does this, why does this keep occurring? You know, the black on black crime, um, amongst our youth and I won't I won't even say it's only a youth problem I you know there's adults who um just kind of um lack a sense of responsibility when it comes to their own and their community as well um so it's it's just not the youth at all but the individuals who continue to want to use violence against their own color um, or race or, like I said, in their communities in, in, in which these communities are already um, 
underprivileged com- communities, low-income communities. So it's like we're already strapped with resources that we have. And if you put the violence on top of that, the violence only makes the situation worse. It does not help, you know, help what's going on. Um, it won't help the situation. It's not going to help the community. You know, when we always think about if we might go to the suburbs and we see a nice we might even go to a grocery store. Say we go to a, a Kroger or a Publix grocery store in the suburbs, and you will see different things that they have. Now, I mean, you can physically see the difference between the grocery store of the same same name, same brand, same Publix, same Kroger grocery store that's located in the hood versus the grocery store that's in the suburbs. And you wonder, okay, why does the one in the suburbs, they may have a larger, um, like, food selection choices. They may have a full, like, salad bar or, you know, uh, um, what they call it, like a hot food station that has additional, like, um, additional style of wings or it's just little things like that that you would notice the difference. But when we think about the underprivileged communities and why we aren't able to get those same um, level of things, you know, have that same level of opportunities is because, you know, one of the things that impacts it negatively is the fact of the crime, the crime rates, the crime rates does not help our communities at all. So I was wondering, and this could be something that you guys, you know, maybe ideas or suggestions that you can leave in the comments um, of the podcast, but like, what can we do? I wonder what can we do as a community and, um, and even, you know, um, even with our, you know, local politicians as well, what is something that can be done to kind of help lower the crime rate? I know that my high school um, classmate, Andre Dickens, um, he just became the mayor of Atlanta. Congratulations um, to Andre. Let's give him a little applause. Andre is now the mayor of Atlanta. Who would have ever thought he would be the mayor? I would never have thought. Um, But I know that for, like, say, for instance, like in Buckhead, because there's been so many shootings here in Atlanta in the Buckhead area, um, he's actually, um, they supposed to be, opening up a an actual Atlanta police precinct right directly in Buckhead, which they've never had before. So I, it's good to see that he's, you know, acting on it and trying to make change. Um, we, I mean, I'm sure he knows that change does not come overnight, but at least he's making some type of steps to kind of help now. The difference in that is that that crime is particularly happening in a very affluent um, neighborhood, um, affluent side of town in Atlanta, and it just kind of spilled over. I mean, like I said, young kids and, you know, people people are making money. They want nice things, and, you know, unfortunately, the nice places to go is in nice places to go when you want to, I guess, live up to that that hype, you know, when it comes to luxury, you would go to Buckhead. Um, all of the high-end designer stores are located in Buckhead. Um, so with that, 
with that, when people, you know, have money to spend, that is where they want to go. And that's including, like I said, um, including um, some of these people that, you know, that's all about crime and, and, and do, do not, it doesn't matter to them where they are um, for them to commit a crime. Um, so it's just basically traveling all over now. So, um, but, you know, kudos to Andre for, you know, getting that precinct open in Buckhead and hopefully that will help, you know, kind of cease the crime right there in that area. Um, but what can we do? I, that is something that I w- I'm going to sit and ponder on and maybe think of some things that that we can do or I can do, you know, just to take little steps in order to help my community because the crime levels is is awful. And we don't want to talk about other places such as Chicago. Um, Memphis is very bad in Memphis as well. Um, you know, speaking of that young Dolph murder, um, it was just kind of like a crime sh- crime spree I don't know if it was gang related but it's just automatic retaliation after his death so it's a lot of cities uh Miami it's a lot of cities that it's 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 gotten to the point where it's just too much it's just way it's way too much way too much and we need to figure out something soon um you know as a committee I mean as a community to um get this to stop so you know, to end off this episode, I wanted to kind of keep this one. It's about the same. I'm doing about f- when my first episode was 40 minutes. This one now is going to be about 40 minutes. But I wanted to give you guys something um, for episode two, even though um, I was supposed to have on my um, a guest co-host, A.G., um, but unfortunately, like I was stating earlier, we had a bit of audio issues, but um, I wanted to go ahead. I got to, you know, be able to stay consistent with this. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode for sure. And um, you can expect, I know on the first uh, episode, somebody pointed out to me that I said I wanted to um, publish podcasts twice a month. But it will be more than twice a month for sure. Um, I'm looking at publishing. I want to do twice a week. So I'm just trying to, you know, make sure my schedule um schedule is clear so that I can have time to record and then do any edits that I need to do as well in order to push this out to you guys but um yeah so right now you can be expecting at least twice a week um and continue to enjoy the podcast and again, I appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. And um, don't forget, you can find us on all social media platforms at STR, the number 8 FWD MSB. And you can find us on all streaming platforms at straightforward, one word, with Miss B. And don't forget to follow us on all and subscribe subscribe to our channels as well. And until next time, I hope you guys um, enjoy the rest of your day. And you are now signing out straightforward with Miss B. Enjoy. Enjoy.